sub squad and welcome back to another episode of the self-love squad sessions with me kelly if you're new here welcome to the squad welcome to the fam like i said my name is kelly and this is the podcast extension of my instagram page the self-love squad that's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad and both platforms are a safe space for anyone on a self-love journey On this podcast, I talk about my musings as a fat, black, queer woman who is in alcohol recovery, learning what it means to love herself. Now, as I am an adult, this is an adult podcast, and I will at times be talking about very sensitive topics. So please, please, please make sure you wear headphones if you're at work or around small children. So, I made a mistake, and not the mistake that you'll probably think when I tell you this story, but a mistake was made nonetheless. So last night, I was at the Texas Theater at one of my storytelling events. You know, I've been a part of this community for like, fuck, like six months almost, and I'm, you know, excited. I've never been to this venue my titties are out i smell good got a haircut eyebrows still look like hungry caterpillars but like two out of three ain't bad you know and i go to 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 the bar at the venue and i do what i always do right excuse me ma'am you know what kind of non-alcoholic beverages do you serve do i just need to get a soda or can you make mocktails that sort of thing i always ask that when i go out And the lady is super kind, and she says, Oh, I actually can make you mocktails or simply a Shirley Temple, if that's your vibe. But we also have non-alcoholic spirits, spiritless spirits, if you'd like to give that a try. I will warn you, they're not really good on their own, but they're great mixed into a mixer or a cocktail, you know? And so... I am looking at what she has. She has like the ritual brand of non-alcoholic alcohol. They've got like a gin, a tequila, I think maybe a rum or something like that. And I realized that these are the products I've had on my Amazon wish list because when I move to my new apartment, I want to have like a sober station. All my sober drinks, my energy drinks, my sodas, my you know, juices, seltzer waters, and I figured maybe one day non-alcoholic spirits or like beer with no alcohol or wine with no alcohol, whatever. And that's a very controversial controversial subject in the AA space, in the recovery space, because for some people, it's like a gateway drug, right? For some people, it's you've gone, you know, I'll be a year and a half sober on the 13th of October, That kind of rhymed. Love that for me. But for some people, it's like you have not tasted alcohol. You've not had the sting of tequila. You've not had the flavor palette of your favorite red wine. You've not had, you know, that dripping down your tongue for almost a year and a half. Why would you even want to taste something that's mimicking that? One, because it might not live up to the hype, or two, it might cause you to relapse. And that's kind of the argument against it. And then for some people, 
they're like, fuck it. As long as you're not actually drinking alcohol and actually hurting your body, hurting your life, hurting other people, who fucking cares? Do what you gotta do. And of course, there are people who are maybe not alcoholics, but they're pregnant or they're, you know, on medication, they can't drink, and so they drink this as a substitute. And so I decided that I was gonna try it because it's been on my wish list for a couple months. And what better way than to taste it in the safety of a bar? But particularly a safety, in the safety of a bar surrounded by people that know I don't drink, that know I'm sober. So God forbid I do feel the urge to drink or something, I am amongst friends, right? I'm amongst community. And so I go ahead and I decide I'm going to go all Bill Nye the Science bitch on this thing. And I'm going to do an experiment, a Kelly scientific experiment. So I asked the lady at the bar just to make me something fruity as fuck. No fake alcohol. And that's my baseline. That's my, my control, right, in the experiment. This is what a good drink is it's just like pineapple juice and some other sugary shit cool blood sugars through the roof but whatever so i drink that and then intermission comes i'm in line with two girls that are super cool and i'm like fuck it i'm gonna do it the first good thing i do of the night the first good thing i do is i tell them hey i'm gonna do this as you remember, I am in AA, I am sober, I'm in recovery. So I just wanted to tell someone that I'm doing this in case it backfires. And they were like, okay, you know, you don't have to if you don't feel comfortable, but if this is something you want to try, you're amongst friends, you're safe. Girl, do what you got to do. I'm like, thank you. So I get the exact same drink. It's the same lady behind the bar. And I'm like, this time, can you add like a shot or something of the fake tequila? This is where I begin to fuck up. In addition to texting the guy that I like, hey, are you coming tonight? Bitch, he does not like you. Anyway, it's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> so technically, this is like my second mistake, but the first one is free, you know? Buy one, get one free. So she makes a drink, right? Tequila was my vice. All alcohol, by the time um, I got sober, I was abusing, but tequila was always my gateway drug, my gateway drink, rather. It got to the point where I was drinking tequila with a straw, like straight. Like I was waking up in the morning, popping open a small bottle of Patron from the fridge and just putting a, a reusable straw because gotta save the turtles, but fuck my kidneys or my liver, right? It's like, that's how bad it was and so the fact that i chose specifically to have this spiritless spirit i didn't realize how triggering that might be so i get my drink first thing i notice it smells like fucking feet the fake liquor stinks now mind you i'm comparing this to the control drink i had about 30 minutes prior which smelled like a tropical vacation this smells like jail this smells like your shoes after you go on a hike this it smells like bigfoot after he runs the boston marathon like this shit was gross and so i'm like that's number one it stinks i like love the smell of tequila i love the smell of like 
a Malibu Bay breeze, sex on the beach. Those were normally my drinks. Um, and so I'm like, this smells so bad. It smells so bad. Which you would think would be a deterrent, right? Which you think would be a deterrent. But then I take a sip and it burns like real alcohol. I, I later find out that it's because there's a shit ton of black pepper in there. And that's what they use, like black pepper and cayenne pepper to mimic the burn of alcohol. The problem is then I woke up the next day, my like tonsils were burning because I'm like, oh my God, there's way too much spice in here. I've dried out my sinuses, but I digress. But something about feeling the burn of a liquid go down your throat was extremely triggering. And so I'm in this performance, cold drink in hand, drink is sweating, and so am I. The drink and I are both sweating at this point because I have the shakes, which I have not had in a year and a fucking half. I don't know if I ever have shared my sobriety journey um, fully, like in depth, on here. I know I have on like social media and stuff, but um, I went cold turkey when I got sober. I didn't even know about proper detox protocols. I just literally woke up one day and decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm working from home. I'm going to go to an AA meeting after work. Like, that just... I just stopped drinking day one. You know, like that. And so, it had been literally a year and a half since I had tasted or felt the burn of alcohol and so I'm in this theater my friends are performing and getting great stories and I just I just love being a part of this community and I am having the shakes and I I'm starting to get embarrassed because I'm like you know no one's really paying attention to me but I bet you if someone could see me right now they'd be like Kelly are you okay are you coming down with a cold like do you need a jacket like what's wrong is your drink too cold but I'm having <laughs> anyone that's been an addiction knows I'm having those shakes and so we get to uh intermission was it intermission yeah we we get we get to a break and in in the show and I'm just babysitting this fucking drink I've got like half left I feel bad that I wasted ten dollars and I'm like forget it you know I'm like giving my analysis to the girls from before I'm like yeah okay you know it just makes me feel like I'm cheating it makes me feel like like I'm cheating on my boyfriend you know like it makes me feel like I'm doing something I'm not supposed to do like I'm holding a secret which is part of the reason why I'm telling you know everyone about it because addiction and eating disorders they feast off the shame that comes from keeping it a secret Right. So I'm purposely sharing the experience with people in the moment. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm telling you. So it's not quite as shameful, but I just feel like I shouldn't be doing this. Like it just doesn't feel right. And then also like I don't like that it burned like if it just tasted like tequila, but it didn't feel like tequila. Maybe I wouldn't be so upset, but I don't know. It's just like it was really upsetting me. So they're like, okay, girl, you know, if you don't like it and it smells like feet, like put it down and go get you a Charlie Temple. So I do that. The bar is super nice. They realize at this point that I don't drink. They make me a Shirley Temple in the house. They use like dark cherries too. So delicious. I've only had like the light machino cherries and they use like the like the dark ones. Ugh, it was delicious, delicious. 
and I go on about my night. By this time, I'm like sugar high as a kite because all this shit is like full of sugar. All the drinks I've had, all the sugar from the juice, the sugar from the fake alcohol, the sugar from the Shirley Temple. I am sugar high, bitch. I'm high as a kite on sugar. And I go the rest of the night. We end up going for tacos. And, you know, I'm just kicking it with the crew. I always try my best to be social after these events with the community. Like, you know, just really making sure that I'm participating in the communities that support me, you know? But I'm not really feeling present. I am feeling very shameful. And... I'm feeling embarrassed of myself. And so I've talked about this a little bit on Instagram, but mostly just on Facebook, that lately I've been coming to a point in my sobriety where I am, now that I've been sober from substances for about a year and a half, I'm now sobering up mentally. I am now waking up or coming to epiphanies about delusions and um, unhealthy beliefs and thought patterns that have nothing directly to do with substance abuse or alcoholism. And so like, I made a post being like, being Delulu is not the fucking Solulu, you just break your heart twice. And so of course, because right now I've triggered my brain and I'm kind of having this like, I want to say I emotionally experienced some, not all, but some of the shame that comes with relapse. I I did relapse 30 days into the first time I tried to get sober, and then I started over. You know, and now it's been like a year and a half, but I felt like I felt some of that shame. Like it almost emotionally felt like I was going through the motions as if like I'd actually had like a margarita or something like that. But simultaneously, I was working through the emotions of realizing that not everybody wants to be your friend. Not everyone is going to like you, and that's not necessarily a shortcoming on your part. That's just a part of life. And before you laugh, before you laugh, you're like, bitch, you're almost 32, and you just figured out not everyone wants to hold your hand and skip with you at recess, bitch. Leave me alone, okay? I'm emotional. I talked about this last episode, but, you know, I... How do I want to word this nicely to myself? I'm so used to the people that I either have emotions for, like emotions for, crushes on, or that I actually date, doing the bare fucking minimum. Like, literally doing the fucking limbo with the bar that society has set that when someone gives me even 0.0000123% above that I'm ready to yeet my panties at them and so you know I was like really digging this guy and I don't know why but it just felt like It just something felt different. I texted him earlier yesterday in the day and his response was drier than my coochie. It was dry. And I was like, oh, oh no. 
the tides have shifted. Like, have you ever been in that situation where it's like all it takes is something slight for you to look at a, a situation in a different angle, look at something in a different way, and all of a sudden it's like the rose-colored glasses are gone and now you're seeing the truth. Like, it's not even a monumental shift or a monumental change. It's not like, you know someone hurts you no no no. it's the smallest thing and now all of a sudden you've got the egg and you're done that's what i felt i saw that text message and something in me snapped and it was like revisiting the last six months of knowing this person and being like they never liked you they never fucked with you even platonically they never y'all were never you were never gonna be There was never gonna be. Never. They don't fuck with you. And they're probably only being nice to you because they need to be, because you're a part of this community. But they don't fuck with you. Kelly, if you were to fall back, if you were to get off your lover girl energy, if you were to stop telling them how sexy they are, telling them how great and amazing and how much you believe in them, and oh my God, you're so hot. If you stepped back from that, and you matched their energy, do you think they'd step up? And I think this is so important to note because relationships, friendships, romantic, whatever, they are give and take, are they not? So if I'm with someone who constantly matches my energy, whether I'm dating them or we're just friends or whatever, and I fall back, they're going to notice the change in energy. And normally, right, in a healthy community, community, communicative situation, they'd be like, yo, Kels, what's going on? You bugging? Like, you're acting different? Like, do I do something? Are you okay? And then that's when I would be like, oh, okay, like, I'm really just going through something. Or, right, I would explain myself. But <laughs> when you're the one that's giving energy... And you're giving and giving and giving, and they're just taking and taking and taking, or you're giving and giving and giving, and they're only giving one, you're giving seven, level seven, and all they're doing is taking for the other six. When you fall back, they're like, okay, I either move on to the next, or I just keep giving one, taking six and like like they don't lose they don't lose anything and maybe if they're a narcissist they might lose whatever emotional or physical things you're giving them but by that point they realize that the spell that they had on you was broken and they move on that's not the case in this particular scenario but i'm just saying that can happen and so for me it was like this person had made it so clear but it's like I wanted to see, I wanted to see something that wasn't there. And even when I thought I was being like honest with myself and I thought I was being like um, emotionally smart or emotionally mature with myself, the truth was I, 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 I fully wasn't. There was, there was a little bit of delusion, like hope. I was holding on to hope. Let's put it that way. I was holding on to hope. Like this person would change their mind or like, I would just be such a good friend to them that they would, like, they would understand, like, oh, okay, we're compatible, or that, like, I don't know, they would just change their mind, basically. It's like, I, I accept, like, I'm, I'm, 
realistic enough to accept that you don't like me now, but I'm still delusional and that I think you might like me tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, eh, no. And so I had that moment where the rose-colored glasses were knocked off and it just was such bad timing. It was such bad timing because now I'm having the shakes I'm craving alcohol because I tasted it in my mouth because it did actually taste like tequila. The weird thing is it was clear, but it kind of tasted like brown tequila. Like you ever had brown tequila? That's what it tasted like. And so I was like, I have the taste of alcohol in my mouth and my feelings are hurt. And once again, I tried to negate the shame and the emotions by talking to my like friends about it and being like yeah like that's another thing Ugh, I'm so embarrassed when you delusion yourself publicly the way that I often do it's it's not as easy as just okay well I've seen the truth now I'm gonna move on and that's just it other people are still gonna be highly invested and so the people that like knew I liked this guy, or they could tell that I was feeling this guy, they were like, oh my God, like, why aren't you, you know, talking with him? Like, why aren't you sitting with him? Like, girl, go sit by your man, your man, your man, your man. That nigga don't like me. That man don't like me. That man don't want me. That man doesn't even want to be my friend. I don't think that man don't want nothing to do with me. And now all 12 of you are asking me, and so I can't just, I can't even make a clean break from the situation. I can't even just leave because I've, I've, I've delusioned myself publicly. This is why being Delulu is not the fucking Solulu, okay? Because not only am I, de- it's like the fucking, what is it? Like the aftershock of the earthquake? The impact of realizing, oh wow, I'm an idiot. This person never liked me. That was painful enough. But now every time I see someone who knows that I like them or who like has seen me flirt or whatever, they're also asking. And so imagine you're emotionally vulnerable because you've come to this conclusion. You're also dealing with the threat of a relapse on the horizon because you just had, you know, fake tequila. And people are asking you, what you gonna do about blank? You gonna go talk to him? You gonna go like you should ask him out? Like you know, feminism. Like do do your thing, which is nothing wrong, by the way. But this is just like the conversations I'm having. Like, girl, like it's 2023. You should ask him on a date, girl. Yeah, like, and I'm like, bitch, I'm just trying not to kill myself. Could we? Could we not? Like, ma'am. And so <laughs> the tequila was fake. But the emotions I felt last night were very much real. And the weird thing is, is that I'm at this point mentally where for the first time in a while, in a very long while, I'm able to have bad emotions but still be okay. Like I'm able to acknowledge and name and sit with the shame, the guilt, the embarrassment, the heartbrokenness the delayed heartbrokenness, if you will, while not spiraling, while not drinking or using or spiraling into a depressive whatever. Like, the rest of the night, I just felt off. 
and they went to the club afterwards. I was like, nah, I'm just gonna go, like, I'm just gonna go home. And I cried. The tears were very much real. The tequila was fake, but the tears were real. And I just let it out. And I was like, oh my God, what a healthy response. Like, I often feel like sometimes I can't talk about my emotions to my friends in real time because of how bad my depression can get. People immediately go, oh my God, Kelly is experiencing discomfort. She's going to jump off a bridge. It doesn't work like that. But more importantly, look at the progress I've made that I can have bad emotions without spiraling i can i can have a bad day and not have it necessarily mean i'm gonna have a bad week bad month bad year bad whatever decade right like i can i can do that and so it's hard for me to express my emotions with my friends like i said because they don't hear that they don't like i'm telling them hey like yeah it was really embarrassing and like you know he really didn't speak to me all night and like Normally when I see him, he hugs me, and, like, he didn't hug me at all. And I was feeling kind of like, well, damn, I don't even get a little a little squeeze, a little something. Like, okay. Like, damn, okay. Like, you really even, didn't even talk to me. But also, like, I'll live. I'll live. And, like, lesson learned about being delusional. And, like, I thought it was all fun and games, but, bitch, I lost. Like, it's okay it's okay it's okay to be sad it's okay to be embarrassed it's okay to feel shame but like i'm good that's what i'll say that's what will come out of my very juicy glossed lips my friends here oh my god i'm gonna slip my wrist that's what they hear that's what they hear and they go from zero to 100 they go code red and i'm like wait i don't understand why you're telling me to text my therapist like my therapist knows like i'm okay no kelly no mm -mm, i'm coming over i'm spending the night like it's almost like I've overshared again to the point where even when I'm good, people don't believe that I'm good. Because unfortunately, my mental health has just been shit for so long. And like, I'm in a better place. And it's, I feel like people don't believe me. But like being mentally stable or even just being in a good place, I don't even want to claim that yet. But being in a good place mentally doesn't mean that I'm not going to have a bad day. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to get rejected by a really, really hot guy. <sighs> that man is so fine. Anyway, it's okay. He don't want my ass. It's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. I'm not bitter or anything like that. <laughs> Fuck it. But no, like... You know, I can I can have a bad day. I can get rejected. I can, whatever the case may be, take a deep breath, dust my shoulders off, and do what baby girl, rest in peace, Aaliyah said, dust my shoulders off and, you know, dust it off and try again. I can try again. Or I can, you know, um, experience heartbreak, experience shame experience whatever i can experience that i can name it i can sit with it i can address it and then have the mental clarity have the emotional capacity to ask for help or um realize okay i thought i could be delusional and it would be funny it would just be fun and games but no really i hurt my own feelings and i need to accept that that's not a healthy way to approach something going forward right like i can do both and i can do all of that without being suicidal or 
am spiraling into a deep depression. And so today I'm doing a lot better. I'm in a good headspace. I <laughs> just wanted to tell y'all that um, the tequila was very fake, but the tears were very, very real. And yeah, I just, you know, spending another day single and sober. Alright y'all, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can catch me after the episode where the fun and magic really happen on Instagram at the self love squad. That's at the underscore self underscore love underscore squad. Alright, I'll see you next time. Love you. Bye.